0: We always showed up to work. We want to work, Mayor. Consumer spending has slowed down. It rose just 0.6% in September. The Delta variant and supply chain problems taking the blame. COVID cases surging in Russia. Reporter Felix Light is in Moscow.
1: Russia reported a record 1,163 COVID deaths today, with most of the country tomorrow entering a partial lockdown aimed at curbing soaring infections. Experts blame the country's stalled vaccination program, with only around 35% of russians vaccinated
0: a powerful storm is blasting the washington dc area with heavy rain bringing with it the possibility of the worst flooding since hurricane isabel 18 years ago a flood watch is in effect in suburban maryland and northern virginia this man manages mission barbecue in baltimore
2: right now we have about 10 sandbags going to
3: cover up the windows put some underneath our doors just try to make sure we can do everything we can to keep the water out
0: a federal court jury has awarded a former health executive millions of dollars. CBS's Jim Krasula has the story. David Duval claimed in a federal lawsuit that he lost his job as a senior vice president at Novant Health in Winston-Salem because of reverse discrimination. A jury decided the health care system failed to prove it would have fired Duval regardless of his race and awarded him $10 million. The white man said he was fired because Novant wanted to diversify its top leadership. Men who eat high-protein diets may be doing more harm than good. Here's CBS's Natalie Ruckham. A study from the Cleveland Clinic pinpointed certain molecules in the gut associated with the disease. Researchers found men with elevated levels of nutrients found in red meat, beans, soy, egg yolks, and high-fat dairy products were more likely to be diagnosed with deadly prostate cancer. S&P futures are down 24, Dow futures off 57. This is CBS News.
3: Fever is the number one COVID symptom, so be safe with an accurate thermometer. Only Exogen is proven accurate in more than 100 studies. Learn more at exergen.com.
4: Maureen saved big shopping epic daily deals at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. And with her brand new tableware, everyone's welcome at Maureen's table all of her family friends even her neighbor with the pet hey has anyone seen a ferret around here found it dig into amazon's epic daily deals spend less smile more
0: There are a lot of exciting things happening this fall. I want to focus on what's important, not what's for dinner. Luckily, HelloFresh delivers everything I need, and it's 30% cheaper than grocery shopping. The quick and easy recipes are perfect for weeknights. We're all busy, but with HelloFresh, I actually have time to enjoy my meals. Go to HelloFresh.com slash DanaCortez14 and use code DanaCortez14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. That's code DanaCortez14 for 14 free meals at HelloFresh.com slash DanaCortez14. The story of a former quarterback hits the small screen
4: today. What you start out as is not necessarily what you become.
0: Colin Kaepernick and director Ava DuVernay teamed up for a new limited series on Netflix called Colin in Black and White.
4: I couldn't rebel because I didn't know how.
0: The six episode drama stars Jaden Michael as a young Kaepernick and Cap himself gives Wonder Years style narration. I was in for a rude awakening. (laughs) The series features Kaepernick's struggle with race and identity growing up with white parents and later his NFL career, kneeling controversy, and life after football. It's out now on Netflix. Monica Ricks, CBS News. In Los Angeles, hundreds of people at LAX ran out of a terminal and onto an airfield after a report of someone with a gun. Yeah, I didn't hear like any gunshots or like see the man with a gun. I just heard people screaming like run. Flights were grounded briefly. No gun was found. Two people were detained for questioning. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.
3: Eclipse Company Restaurant and Store in the Plains is open Wednesday and Thursday, 3 to 8. Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9, and Sundays, 12 to 7. Stop in for live music Wednesdays and Thursdays. And Eclipse is located at 11309 Jackson Drive. Take exit 682 to the Plains, then turn onto Johnson Road. Again, that's 11309 Jackson Drive, right off Johnson Road. Eclipse Company Restaurant and Store is the best hidden restaurant in Southeast Ohio. Barbecue, beers, and good times quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street, right next door to the Donkey Cafe, uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress, 5937393. That's 5937393. We espouse a home-based model because uh, really it allows us to get to know the client and the situations that they live in and their family dynamics much better.
4: Our mission is about bringing the best to the
0: table and helping people to find what their best is.
5: Integrated will walk beside that individual and in that family to provide stability and safety.
2: Hey, it's Boots. We'll talk auto treasures, classic car pleasures, and we'll raise your blood pressure. Happy Halloween. That's Auto Smarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM.
5: Since
3: 1972, Dan Inman Electric has been providing professional solutions at fair prices. Whether it is dedicating a line for your computer, running all-new electric lines, installing new lighting, air services, ductwork for distributing the best heating and cooling throughout your home, or complete HVAC system installations for the home or office, Dan Inman Electric can hook you up. Consider a backup generator for those untimely Southeast Ohio power outages. Call Dan Inman Electric, 740-593-8813. That's Dan Inman Electric, 740-593-8813. Larry's Doghouse has been serving up delicious hot dogs, milkshakes and more since 1972. Everything is made from scratch using the finest ingredients, and the friendly staff loves getting to know the customers. Come enjoy their 99 cent dessert special every weekend and don't forget about Weenie Wednesday. Go to LarrysDogHouse.com for their full menu, follow them on Facebook or better yet, stop in for some great food. Larry's Doghouse, 410 West Union Street, Athens.
4: Alana was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and it's cancer. As a parent, when you're told this type of news, you're going to do whatever you can do for your
5: babies. When we got to St. Jude is when I realized that, no, you're not going to get a bill for
4: anything. I don't have to worry about it. They're saying we're going to help save her, and we're not going to charge you anything. This is what we do. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org.
2: Getting your COVID-19 vaccination is the smart thing to do. And that's why the Ohio Department of Health is giving Ohioans between the ages of 12 and 25 the chance to win one of $150, ten dollars scholarships and five $100,000 scholarships to an Ohio college or university or for a career tech education. Get your shot and register to win at OhioVaxToSchool.com. That's Ohio, V-A-X, the number two, school.com. Or call one 833 or ask ODH.
4: I-N-E-P-T. Tech. Two,
3: four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw.
2: And we continue our conversation with Coach Art Turf. This week's game against the Engineering Institute of Eastern Industrial Organizations.
4: Well, that's right. You know, that's such mouthful, we just shorten that to E-I-E-I-O.
2: We were talking about their good offensive attack yesterday, Coach, and they do have a good quarterback in Heifer and some good running backs in McGurk and Shetland, but they also must have a good offensive line to go with that uh, trio.
4: Well, that's right. You know, every, every coach knows that uh, you don't have no offense unless you have an offensive line to go with it. And, and they do have a real fine offensive line. They got a lot of beef up front, especially in their two front offensive tackles. Boy's name of uh, Guernsey, Greg Guernsey and uh, Holstein, Harry Holstein. You know, they're, the, they're the beef of their offensive attack. If it wasn't for them, that they wouldn't have no running and passing.
2: Certainly will put a lot of pressure on your uh, defensive front line
4: that's right you know we're getting geared up to be ready for these boys and we're going to put them in a meat grinder and they not and i am predicting that we are going to come up with our first conference victory this season
2: in addition to having a good offensive team they must be fairly decent on defense too as they're undefeated in conference play
4: that's right not only are they undefeated, they hadn't lost no ball games not only in the conference but the whole season you know they have one of their better seasons this year and and you know uh, what we, we was going back to what we were calling our linebackers you know a lot of coaches call their linebackers uh Uh, Sam and Willie and Mike, you know, they always, that's how they designate their linebackers, but they don't do that over at the EIEIO. You know, Coach McDonald does it a little bit different. You know, he calls his linebackers Huey, Dewey, and Louie, because he wants their linebackers, when they charge a quarterback, they want them boys on the other side to holler duck.
2: And I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message.
1: And the Art Turf Show is proudly brought to you by Grapes.
2: Coach Turf playing an undefeated opponent this week. I'm sure you've come up with an effective game plan.
4: That's right. You know, an effective game plans always start with the kind of support that you get from your fans, and what we're hoping is that all the fans listening to the ball game is going to get in their cars and drive down to the farm and come out and support the oysters, and I am promising everybody what comes to the game, along with their ticket, we're going to give y'all a clothespin so you can put it on your nose and you won't be affected by that smell, that home field advantage they have down there on the farm. We're hoping y'all come out and cheer for the oysters and y'all do your part. We're going to do ours because we do have a real fine game plan for this ball game like for example, what we're going to do is something what you call subversive. You know, they got that uh, fine quarterback over there, Hugh Heifer. He likes to stay out late at night. So what we're going to do is tell our cheerleaders to go over there and keep him out late at night, the night before the ball game, wear him out so the next day when he goes out there to play the ball game, he's not going to be as effective as he normally is.
2: So he will not have had any sleep the night before.
4: Not only that, he's going to be tired. And, and, and he's going to be so tired he can't drop back and pass and throw that ball and run around the ends like he normally can
2: well, it sounds like that uh, might be an effective game plan, Coach.
4: Well, not only that, we're going to supplement that. We're going to do something else. We're gonna, we know we got to keep up with them running backs and keep them fenced in. So what we're going to do is go into our famous corral defense.
2: Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach. Art Turf,
5: simply amazing. Another weekend. Can you imagine writing that show? Yeah. Good times
3: for you and me. Yeah, boy. You're keeping good company with WATH.
5: I know it's a silly show, but I just can't help it. I like it. And the creativity in the writing. Remarkable. Hey, it's a Friday, a free-for-all Friday. And we're getting a spot of sunshine popping through the clouds. Supposed to be a rainy next day or so. Certainly had a downpour a little while ago. And overnight as well. Presently 55 degrees. They say it's only going to get 4 degrees better. We'll see, see how correct they are when it's all done. Scott's here. Good morning. Good morning. And, uh, Mercy, as I said, a free-for-all Friday. So, let's see, let's do our normal stuff. Uh, today is National World Stroke Day. Huh. Now we'll come back to that. National Frankenstein Day. Frankenstein, right? National Cat Day. Meow. (laughs) National Hermit Day. National Oatmeal Day. National Breadstick Day. And National Pharmacy Buyer Day. What an odd group. Um. hmm. But to start off about World Stroke Day, that... And it sets it off on a down mood, doesn't it? Yeah, I was
1: kind of waiting for your your uh, sound effect for Frankenstein Day.
5: Oh, like what?
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Frankenstein. Okay. I remember Phil Hartman doing that character on Saturday Night Live. and <laughs> That's how he communicated as Frankenstein. Just oh. they'd ask him a question, and he would go. Oh, I,
5: I kind of remember now. <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> world Stroke Day on October 29th seeks to emphasize the serious nature and high rates of stroke. Indeed, the day is also observed to raise awareness of the prevention and treatment of strokes. According to statistics, 1 in 6 people were expected to have a stroke during their lifetime. Hmm. 15 million people around the world have strokes every year. Also, the leading cause of a disability, as uh, many of you probably know, stroke may cause paralysis, sensory disturbances, aphasia, and emotional disturbances. Over 6 million people die as a result of a stroke.
5: Annually, you mean? Yeah. Okay. It Throughout
1: just... the world, it is the second leading cause uh, cause of death
5: yeah you know, I, I, I of course, I didn't know those specifics, but i I knew it was bad. And that's why it bothered me to start out with that's uh, national day. Right? yeah,
1: yeah, well, it raises awareness, and some early warning signs include numbness or weakness, especially on one side of the body, mm-hmm. confusion or trouble talking, trouble seeing, dizziness or trouble walking. And severe headaches. And they also go on to, to remind us about it's important to act fast F A S T F, facial weakness A, arm weakness S, speech difficulty T, time loss is brain loss. And they say call 911 when these symptoms are present and do not wait.
5: Well, all right. Good morning, folks. Welcome. It's Friday free for all. I guess I've said that already. Um, see, let's go back in history, right, on this date of October 29th. Uh, but the year 1268, Conradin. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It could be Conradin. It could be Conradin. Anyway, it goes on, the last legitimate male heir of the German Hohenstaufen, I think that's more close, dynasty of kings and Holy Roman emperors, is executed with Frederick I, Margrave of baden, baden baden by Charles I of Sicily. Whew, that's a tough paragraph. Um, okay, let's just move on. Uh, in 1665 on this date, wow, the sun just boomed through our window. Uh, look at that. Hello, Mr. Sunshine. I'm blinded. Temporarily. I have to <laughs> reach up here and throttle down our blinds
1: so I can read. Yeah, look at the fog and haze like up right up above the treetops. That was pretty cool.
5: As I was driving to work this morning looking north, I think it was north, yes. It really looked dark blue, like stormy, you know? Yeah. Okay, back to where we were when until the sun popped. Okay, in the year 1665, on this date of October 29th, the Battle of Ambula, M-B-U-I-L-A, Ambula, I I think I'm, I'm close there, where the Portuguese defeat forces of the Kingdom of Congo And that's not with a C but with a K. Congo. And decapitate. Boy, what a wonderful morning. King Antonio I of Congo. Wow. Let's see here. What was that? We have World Stroke Day, and now we've had several decapitations here. Uh, Let's see. On this date in 1929, it was Black Tuesday. Wall Street stock market crashes, triggering the Great Depression, 1929. I remember my dad vividly recalling that whole situation. At the time he was... The general manager of what today is WTVN in Columbus, six ten, on AM, and uh, the station was located in the, you know, Columbus's most famous skyscraper, the Vec Tower, right, and um, just all hell broke loose as the Wall Street stock market crashed. And, um, you know, I mean, businesses are struggling now. You've heard all about it, the COVID stuff and the costs of products and the costs of transportation of products. And, you know, there's uh, there's some predictors out there saying it's going to be worse before it gets better. um but mercy that that 1929 thing i don't think we've ever had anything to that degree and mercy i hope we never do oh well yeah i i
1: you know i think there are too many safeguards in place now with the fdic and the uh, Treasury Department for that to ever happen again. But you never know. So you know that d- the depression of '29 lasted for what another 10 years, probably.
5: Oh, I don't think it was that. Something long. like right. that. I'm, I'm going to look yeah, that up. Yeah, let's do. Um, but. Um, What did you find? Uh, Let's
1: see. The timing of the Great Depression varied across the world. In most countries, it started in 1929 and lasted until the late 1930s. Oh, wow. So it did go on about 10 years. Yeah. 1929 to 1939.
5: One more uh, historical fact to add. Um, uh, You may have heard about this over the years, that China at one time had a one-child policy. And um, in 2015, not all that long ago, frankly, um, they ended that one-child policy, which I think had been in effect 35 years. Okay, let's see. We got some birthdays. Uh, Joseph Goebbels, G O E B B E L S, born in 1897 on this date, died in 1945. He was a bad guy, right? G O E B B E L S? Yes.
1: He was a German Nazi politician okay. who was a chief propagandist for the Nazi party and then Reich Minister of Propaganda from
5: 1933 to 1945. Hmm. Now, the other three birthdays we have to mention today are all living. Uh, we'll go in order of seniority, celebrating her 80th. 83rd birthday is Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, S-I-R-L-E-A-F, Johnson hyphen Sirleaf.
1: She is a Liberian politician who served as the 24th president of Liberia. From 2006 to 2018, she was the first elected female head of state in Africa.
5: Well, Well, uh, she's alive and celebrating her 83rd birthday today. Uh, let's see. This, again, we're doing this in seniority. So celebrating her 73rd birthday is Kate Jackson. Ah. Yeah. How Charlie's about angel. Yeah. And uh, then her 50th birthday is Winona Ryder. So there you go on that. Let's see. Two deaths to mention. Get my pages turned here. Well... Um, Walter Raleigh, Sir Walter Raleigh, if I recall. Yes. Uh, We don't have a birth date on him, but we do have that he passed in the year 1618 on this date. Born in 1552, Hmm. Sir Walter Raleigh
1: was an English statesman, soldier, spy, writer, poet, explorer, and landed gentleman what a landed gentleman That's, what's that mean i have zero clue okay
5: <laughs> we'll let it go nathan bedford Forrest, born in 1821 died in 1877 and what about nathan
1: Nathan Bedford Forrest was a prominent Confederate Army General during the American Civil War and first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan from 1867 to 1869. Before the war, he amassed substantial wealth as a cotton plantation owner, horse and cattle trailer uh, trader, real estate broker, and slave trader.
5: Well, we've taken care of that uh, section. Listen, uh, I found an article overnight. I well, want found... find
1: out what a landed gentleman is. Okay. Go ahead, uh... Good
5: luck. <laughs> um, you know, on November 11th, we have Veterans Day this year. And um, I, I think I've told you folks probably far too many times. Um, I got drafted. And, uh, I was running a station at the time. I went down to the post office in downtown Columbus, which was only two blocks from the station. Talked to all the branches of the service and then enlisted. Now, if I had been drafted, I would have been in two years, right? But I enlisted, which, um, meant I was going to be in three. Um, Now, why am I saying this? Oh, so I am a veteran. It hasn't been until the last, I'm going to say four or five years, that I have um, learned that there are various Government programs to help veterans, and it can be if you're buying a house. It can be, uh, I don't know, just different things, right?
1: Financial, medical. Yeah,
5: yeah. And so here for forty-five years or whatever it is of my life, I I really didn't know much about it, but um, I found this really nice article. And uh, I'm going to save it until next week sometime, okay, and share it then. Uh, As we get a little bit closer to Veterans Day itself, which once again, as I said, this year is November 11th.
1: Yes, and I will be doing the uh, Veterans Day Memorial Show on Sentimental Journey that day.
5: Is that uh, from um, Bonneville?
1: Uh, No, I don't think so. No, just in general. Yeah, what I'm putting together. Okay.
5: Last night I was, um, uh, Pat and I were watching some TV and just relaxing and so on, and then things pop in my head, you know? And I have my little laptop there. And suddenly I got to thinking about a guy that I used to have working with me. And I'm going to use his name right up front. But it took me a little bit to remember his name. And I had to do some Googling and stuff until I go, oh, that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pat Morita. Ah. Okay. Now, you see, you got it right away. Mm Mm-hmm. He was on uh, Happy Days. He was on Happy Days. He was on MASH. He was on all uh, Sanford and Son. Um, That whole Karate Kid film, um, you know, movies collection. Um, Golly, so many different things.
1: Oh, he was really funny in happy days.
5: When I was in Honolulu, so this would have been 68, 69, and 70. I was also at KGMB, which was AM, FM, and television, Channel 9. Um, CBS News, television. Um, I could go, go on and on, but that's not the point. Pat Morita worked at the station for about a year and a half. And for the life of me, I can't remember what I assigned him to do. But he was a terrific guy to have around. And, you know, periodically he'd have to leave uh, to shoot some... One of these shows he was in, an episode or two or whatever—I don't know. But um, so I, I got to looking at his uh, his background last night, and uh, Mercy—he was in more stuff that I than I had any idea. But the thing is, he was born in California. Now, you know, you, you think he's Japanese, of course, and he, he's a Japanese-American. Uh, but he was born in a tiny little town in um, um, I, 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 Isleton, um, I think it is, called uh, California, which is like 840 people. And I think they're now down to 828. Their census numbers have dropped. But anyway. um, He was active in the showbiz field from 1967, which is when I pretty much got to know him, until his passing in 2005. Um, He ended up settling, that means living, in Las Vegas. He was married. And um, I think he had a couple children. Oh, three it says here. But, uh, you know, to see the different pictures of him over the years as he aged. Okay, now here's a list. Look at this. Full page. Full page times two times three times four, five, six, seven. Single spaced of all the different shows he was in. Um, Remarkable. That's quite a list. And, you know, one of the shows or two that I had a little tiny, tiny bit to do with was Hawaii Five-0, the original version. And he was in, um, he played Phoebe in a 1973 um, episode. Season 6, Episode 7, entitled, Tricks or Not Treats. So anyway. Interesting. Pat Morita. just uh, kind of cool. Yeah. Well, um, I brought in an article from the New York Times this morning. And, like, the the lead line is ugly and yet huge. Uh, It goes on. The legislative process is rarely pretty. It highlights political divisions and can feel disconnected from people's lives. When a big bill is making its way through Congress, voters are often turned off. The central piece of President Biden's agenda has followed the pattern. It has caused squabbles among Democrats, and the plan has already shrunk nearly by half. Disappointing progressives, amusing Republicans, and providing grist for critical media coverage. Eventually, though, the process behind the bill's passage tends to fade into history. What matters far more is a bill's substance. And if Congress passes anything resembling the legislative framework that Biden announced yesterday, it will be highly consequential. That was the main message I heard, the writer that is, from policy experts yesterday. When the writer asked them to assess the framework. Compared with Biden's original proposal, it looks paltry. Compared with the status quo, it looks like a big deal. This is a quote. This is not going to solve every problem, but it is going to change people's lives. That from Megan Curran of Columbia Columbia University's Center on Poverty and Social Policy. The bill would sharply cut child poverty, reduce child care and health care expenses by thousands of dollars a year for many families, Enroll more children in pre-K. Provide more people with health insurance. Finance the building of 1 million affordable housing units. And slow climate change by reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Again, another quote. Because they started big, there's a tendency to say, oh, it's disappointing but it's huge. That from Jane uh, Waldfogel, who's a longtime scholar of children and families. Again, she says, if you had told us a year ago that there was going to be a bill this fall that would have an extension of the child tax credit, big funding for child care, pre-K, health care, etc., I would have said you're you're in your dreams. Well, there are a few important caveats. One, major provisions did fall out of the bill, including paid leave, drug price reductions, and several tax increases on the wealthy. No one got everything they wanted, including me, Biden said yesterday before leaving on a trip to Rome. Number two. The political impact may be modest, especially in the short term. Democrats remain underdogs to keep congressional control next year. Item 3, most importantly, a framework is not the same thing as a law. Some members of Congress are still trying to make changes and Democrats will have to remain almost completely unified to pass a bill. Well, I have some of the details here. I guess we can hit a few of them. Let's start with climate. The president has vowed to cut greenhouse gas emissions 50 percent by the end of this decade. And what is that relative to? We're talking about the levels they were in 2005. Many scientists consider that to be a good target, one that would let the the United States do its part to prevent the planet from warming more than 1.5 degrees Celsius, which is 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit. Biden's original legislative proposal would have come very close to achieving that goal. But Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia opposed a provision to retire coal and natural gas plants. The remaining climate package, mostly tax credits to reduce pollution, will likely get the country about halfway to Biden's goal. Um, here's another expert, Nick Kihoney, I think is his name. He's president of the Center for Climate and Energy Solutions. He says the package is really strong. We're going to need more. Well, for Biden to achieve the rest of his emissions goal, his administration would need to regulate pollution more aggressively. And states would need to pass their own clean energy bills. What else about this package? So, we already mentioned all the education and childcare stuff. Um, uh, one thing we didn't mention when, in that whole part is, um, well, Pell Grants, right? It would also increase the maximum Pell Grant. What is the Pell Grant? It's the largest college financial aid program. And it would increase it by $550 per participant, I guess you would say. And it would cap the amount of money that families spend on child care at 7% of their income. By the way, today, the average for families that have young children and pay for, cha- for care is about 13 percent. See, another question that remains is, will a future Congress extend the bill's child tax credit, which is worth up to $3,600 per child per year, and crucial to the projected reduction in child poverty. To hold down the bill's cost, the Democrats' framework allows the expanded credit to expire next year. While they are hoping that the provision proves too popular for Republicans to block in the future. Health care. The framework sets out to fix two problems with Obamacare, by expanding Medicaid in the 12 states that have not already done so, and by reducing the cost of private health insurance for middle and lower income people who buy it on the Obamacare exchanges. I'm scanning through here. I'm only going to share with you what I think is especially important. Because it's a very lengthy article. Oh, uh, the framework would also add hearing coverage to Medicare. Expand in-home care for older adults and disabled Americans. And raise wages for home health care workers. Okay, a big topic that a lot of people were watching with you know, very closely was the suggestion of taxing the rich more. So let's deal with that. The bill would not add to the deficit, White House officials claim because of tax increases on corporations and the affluent, although the most ambitious tax increases on the wealthy did not survive the negotiations. The framework does include a minimum tax on corporations to prevent them from using so many deductions and loopholes that they pay little tax. It also raises income taxes on the very affluent With a 5% surcharge on household income above 10 million bucks and another 3% on income above 25 million. Huh. Okay. Well, those are the details on that matter. Um. Let me scan through here real quick. Oh, Facebook. Did you see this? Yeah. About renaming? Meta. Yeah. Uh M-E-T-A. Mark Zuckerberg yesterday announced that uh, the Metaverse Company um, that eventually we won't talk about facebook will talk about meta is it the same thing just with a different name i frankly i don't know i'm gonna guess it will be uh, yeah i and I think then it is then it'll be modified into something yet or yeah
1: seems like they're trying to maybe distance themselves a little bit from what they are under fire about right now about creating what uh Congress is calling extremism on Facebook.
5: We'll mm. see. I, um uh, in the last, I don't know, couple of weeks, I've gotten, I've received, I should say, a Facebook message. And One of them, I think one I mentioned a day or two ago that uh, it included someone I know here in Athens who said they have won, I don't know, it was either 200000 $300,000 in something, and that I should participate in it also. Well, I saw that person at a local restaurant recently, and I said, congratulations, and he says, for what? Turns out he had never sent me that message. Nor did he ever get this winnings, these winnings. Um, last night I received a message from someone I uh, barely know, but we are connected as friends. <laughs> and um, he wanted me to explore something. So I had their direct email and I sent a note to him. And I said, did you send me this? They said, nope. So, you know, I mean, we all hear about these scams. And uh, you got to be careful out there, man. And, um, okay, Halloween. That you didn't know a thing about it, right? Nobody's told you or mentioned a thing about Halloween. Yeah. What is that? Well, we might ponder. It's it's a fun time of year. (laughs) This is Friday night. Because of various uh, typical school sports events and so on, they're not, I don't think any community close to us is having anything tonight. But, uh, tomorrow, which is the 30th, bookdale has trick-or-treating from 5.30 to 7. The same is true of Chansey. Gloucester's going to be 4 to 5. Now, Hawking College, they're doing a 3 to 5 thing in their main parking lot called Trunk or Treat, I think the Jambulance is going to be up there from the radio station here. Yes. Um, Millfield, they're doing 5 to 6.30. So those are tomorrow night. And then on Halloween night itself, which is the 31st, which is Sunday, my neighborhood's doing it. That is to say the city of Athens is from 5.30 to 7.00. And um, they, there's a note here, it says, turn on your porch light to indicate participation. Well, we have so many people in our neighborhood that come in from out of town, and it, we enjoy it. And they park all up and down the street, and then their kids run from door to door, and the parents stand out in the street and wave and you know, watch their kids, making sure they're safe. Um, we just sit on the front porch, because it's nonstop. And um, I, I tell you, each year we invest a fair amount of money. <laughs> Excuse me. Got choked up there. Scott, take over for a minute. Oh, okay.
1: Well, you know, we uh, talked a little bit earlier about Sir Walter Raleigh, and I wanted to find out what. A a landed gentleman was. Well, here's the definition Uh, it means owning or including a large amount of land, especially land that has belonged to the same family for several generations. So there you have it. So he inherits
5: it or is given it. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Yeah. Landed. Yeah. Landed gentleman.
5: Many of us have been
1: landed in some I, sense. I would say so. Yes. All right. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. Now, are are you back to being okay? We think so. From the hacking oh. and coughing there.
5: Okay. Didn't have to point it out that much, but well, yes, I, I, you no, know, it's pretty folks, obvious what was going on, <laughs> folks. I had a. I was tested for COVID again two days ago. I went into urgent care and um, was, uh, uh, what do you call it? Bronchitis, right? Yeah. And uh, so I'm on my meds and everything. But they said, let's just do another check. And I'm negative. So... I'm pleased with that. Got that information yesterday. Um, It's been four years since I've had a cold. And it is not uncommon for my colds to turn into bronchitis. Over the years, that's been the case. So, that's my update. Okay, let's get back to business here. So, I was mentioning... Nelsonville's uh, so on Halloween night itself. Nelsonville's um, gonna be 5:30 to 8. Amesville 6 to 7. Athens 5:30 to 7, and they say turn your porch light on to participate. Guysville Stewart on the 31st from 5:30 to 6:30. Jacksonville 5 to 6. In the Plains. to 7.30. All right.
1: And if you want to go down there a little bit further, an event that is um, happening tomorrow Yeah. at the Southeast Ohio.
5: The Family Fun Day, are you talking about? Yeah. Okay, at the History Center, which is on the corner of Congress and West State. They're having a family fun day from 10 a.m. to 3.30 in the afternoon. That's tomorrow, Saturday, at our Southeast Ohio History Center. And they say admission is free. They're having pumpkin painting, games, and more. So that sounds good.
1: Kids will enjoy that, I would think.
5: All right, enough. Um, let's, let's see. This goes up here, right? Yeah. Statistics. As of yesterday. Right now we have, um... Let us see here. Let's do Athens. We have had now a total of 7,855 active cases. Now, they're not all active right now. In fact, 7,454 are inactive. That means recovered. We have had 83 deaths. That number has been um, in there for four or five days in a row. So no new deaths. Um, We got 276 in the hospital. By the way, how many new deaths? Not new deaths. How many new cases just yesterday? So, once again, cases, since the whole thing began, 12% of our population, or 7,855. I'm talking about our county, folks. If we were like the rest of the state of Ohio, we should have had seven hundred and fifty, no, 730 more cases than we have. So, Athens, um, keep up the good work, right? Yes. Um, I guess we can do Ohio, and then we'll be out of time. So, Ohio had 4,186 new cases yesterday, bringing the total, since it all began, to one5 Million. Let's let's just leave it. I'll use round numbers. Active cases right now: a hundred thousand, of which ten thousand are in um, the ICU, and seventy thousand, and seventy thousand are just in regular hospital setting. Um, I've lost my place. Was I doing Ohio? Yes. Okay. Let's see here. We got one minute left before the weekend. Yay! And you got
1: to you make the show official yet too? Yabba
5: dabba do. Thank you. you I have completely forgotten. There you go. Here in Ohio, we have had twenty-four thousand one hundred and sixty-four deaths. That number's been um, not changed for a few days which is 1.57% of the cases. Uh, The state of Ohio is at 55.28% vaccination. Athens, 48.39. That's as far as I should go. Folks, I want you to be safe
1: out there. High school playoff games tomorrow at Trimble and at Nelsonville York. Go Tomcats. Go
5: Buckeyes. Yes, indeed.
1: Okay, take
3: care out there. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, This is CBS News on the Hour,
0: presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez, President Biden met with the Pope at the Vatican today. When it was over, Mr. Biden said it was wonderful.
2: No American journalists were allowed inside the 90-minute meeting, but footage edited and released by the Vatican showed the president introducing the Pope to his senior aides. This is Michael Donovan. The president's physician, Kevin O'Connor, also got an introduction. He is my doctor. Mr. Biden was seen giving the Pope a command coin bearing the insignia of the Delaware National Guard Unit which his late son, Bo served. You are the most significant warrior for peace I've ever met. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News with the president in Rome.
0: A statement from the Vatican says the two men discussed climate change, health care, and COVID. New York City officials are bracing as thousands of essential workers face the possibility of unpaid leave if they don't meet today's mandate for COVID vaccinations. This firefighter says he gets it. I've got the vaccine myself personally, but still it's a freedom of choice for some of these guys. CBS is Laura Podesta. The firefighters union says as many as 20 percent of fire companies could close and the ambulance fleet would be impacted as well if the mayor does not budge on his mandate. The city's police force could also be affected. Roughly a quarter of officers still haven't gotten the shot. A powerful storm systems dumping mid-Atlantic states. Gusty downpours. This woman in Baltimore says she's prepared.
4: Already gotten sandbags out. We're moving supplies that could potentially get wet.
0: Forecasters say the region could suffer its worst coastal flooding in 18 years. Many public schools are closed. Americans are making more but spending less. CBS's Jim Krasula. U.S. consumer spending rose just 0.6 percent in September as we faced rising prices and supply shortages. At the same time, a key inflation barometer that is closely followed by the Federal Reserve surged more than 4 percent last month from a year earlier. The Labor Department says wages and salaries jumped one and a half.